0: Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. I'm your host Bo J. Simpson. This week's podcast is brought to you by the Rural Tennessee Board of Tourism. Do you like hanging out with people who didn't graduate high school and own a lot of firearms? Come make a friend in rural Tennessee. There's no airport, so you'll have to drive here. Wow, thank you so much to our sponsor. I'm recording this as usual, just want to point out, from the basement of the CNN building in downtown Los Angeles. If you hear a strange noise in the background, don't be alarmed. It's just Rudy Giuliani trying to get out of his coffin. A lot happened that made this week amazing. We're serving up the center-cut Chateaubriand of news stories that you definitely need to know. Should be delicious. Let's dive in. A new poll said that only 25% of Republicans want President Trump to be impeached, which reveals a shocking insight. Apparently 75% of Republicans can't read. This week the CDC confirmed that zombie deer disease has been reported in 24 states. Scientists are wondering if the disease may finally help explain what happened to Kellyanne Conway's face. Pope Francis is considering dropping celibacy requirements for some priests, which is a clinical way of saying some priests may be able to bang soon. Altar boys everywhere are advised to run away as quickly as possible. A team of alien hunters led by Blink-182 co-founder Tom DeLong claims to have found UFO materials that were previously unknown to scientists. Also unknown to scientists, why anyone ever liked Blink-182? A new study claims that owning a dog can lower your risk of dying early by 24%. Owning a cat, on the other hand, just makes you kind of sad. Melania Trump spent the week as she normally does, shaving down her toothbrush into a shiv so that if necessary, she can stab her way out of Washington, D.C. Over in health news, pharmaceutical conglomerate Johnson & Johnson was ordered to pay $8 million to a California man because his prescribed Resperdal medication made him grow breasts. Respiradol is used to treat schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. When he filed the suit, the man said, I may have many personalities, but none of them have tits. Experts agree it was the most expensive and least sexy boob job ever. In other news, after hearing that story, I kind of want to become a schizophrenic myself, just so I can have a personalized license plate holder that says, My personalities have a lot of personality. Hashtag schizo on board. In hip-hop news, singer Rihanna refused to play this year's Super Bowl halftime show because she claims she's quote, not a sellout. The comment seemed to be a jab at her rival Beyonce, who's played multiple Super Bowl halftime shows in recent years. Beyonce couldn't be reached for comment because she was busy shitting $100 bills and laughing. Prominent Christian activist Ralph Reed says that evangelicals have a moral obligation to vote for Donald Trump in 2020 reed cited a bible verse to support his argument i think it was ephesians chapter 19 verse blah, blah blah that says thou shalt vote for the fat orange psychopath i missed that one in sunday school it was more around doing unto others as they would do unto you in other christian news a south carolina auto dealership is offering a free bible in an ar-15 assault rifle with the purchase of a new car While it seemed like a great idea originally, the promotion is actually failing because the white trash morons who find that appealing can't afford new cars. A famous painting done by a chimp went up for auction this week. I think that's a bunch of monkey business. While those quick news stories made this week pretty amazing, what made it exceptionally amazing was a hack decision President Trump made when he abruptly decided to remove U.S. troops from Syria. This amazing story brings us to a little segment I like to call a Big Ass Breakdown. It's where I research and break down a big ass news story so you don't have to. Here's what happened. After a random Sunday night call with the president of Turkey whose name is Recep Dürger your president Donald J. Trump made a unilateral decision to remove American troops from Syria and let the Turkish military handle the conflict there. It sounds great in theory, doesn't it? Why not let these guys in the Middle East handle their own regional conflict, and here in America, we can focus on getting fatter. While it sounds better than biscuits and grits for breakfast, here's a few big problems with this strategy. First of all, it's not a strategy. Turkey is not our ally. They're opportunists looking to get back on the global stage they lost in World War I, and they're aligned with Russia and Iran, who would like nothing more than to use our flag as toilet paper. Once the media caught wind of the decision, Trump assured the nation via Twitter that, quote, If Turkey does anything that I, in my great and unmatched wisdom, consider to be off-limits, I will totally destroy and obliterate the economy of Turkey. Parentheses, I've done before, exclamation and parentheses, end quote. First of all, shut the fuck up. No, you haven't. You probably couldn't even find Turkey on a map. You just know brown people live there, and you think brown people should handle their own problems. Second shut the fuck up there's nothing you consider off limits it's how you got elected in the first place syria has been a very complicated situation going back to the arab spring in 2011. back then everyday good-natured syrians decided to revolt against president bashir al-assad whose family has ruled with an iron fist since 1971. the protests backfired when the regime decided to respond with violence and chemical weapons tensions continued to rise and it quickly escalated into a full-blown civil war. When the civil war began, then-president Obama didn't want to put real troops on the ground, first because he was kind of a little bit of a gun-shy bitch, but more so because the last time we got involved in a ground war in the Middle East, it didn't go so well, if you recall. Hashtag, Iraq and Afghanistan. Hashtag, still fighting there. Hashtag, it was a big fucked up mess. So Obama conducted a few drone strikes from the comfort of his lazy boy in the Oval Office and blew some of Assad's shit up. And Iran and Russia moved in to try and support their good buddies in the Assad regime and blew some of our shit up too. And the fighting led to millions of Syrian refugees fleeing their homes, which in turn left a huge power vacuum in large parts of Syria. That vacuum was quickly filled by a new group of hardline decapitation crazy jihadists called ISIS. They poured over the border unchallenged from Iraq in 2015 and gained huge swaths of territory. They decorated those territories with the severed heads of the remaining good-natured Syrian civilians who tried to fight back. As ISIS gained power, the whole Syrian situation became even more fucked. We couldn't dedicate our time and resources to fighting the proxy war because we had to deal directly with these Shia-touting cock-knockers who were ruining what little progress we had made in Iraq to begin with. In this fight, there was always one group we could count on to help us, the Kurds. The Kurds are a unique group within the Middle East because not just a few people hate them, everyone seems to hate them, and equally so. But no one is really sure why, they just do, especially the Turks. Asking a Turk what he thinks of a Kurd is like asking a Trump supporter what they think of Obamacare. There's going to be a lot of curse words and anger, but they can't exactly tell you why. They're just ready to pull the trigger. For us, the Kurds are a gold mine because they're the only Western friendly group in the area. They don't want death to America, they just want a good little buddy to help protect them from all of their crazy neighbors. When ISIS turned toward the Kurdish territory in late 2015, the Kurds didn't run away. They went full Conor McGregor and eventually helped lead the fight to drive ISIS out of Iraq for good. Now the Kurds are harboring some 10,000 ISIS fighters as prisoners of war. This is what makes President Trump's moronic decision so moronic. The first thing the Turks are going to do when they get to Syria is attack the Kurds, who were, as of yesterday, our only remaining ally in the area. In doing so, the Kurds will probably say, fuck all of you motherfuckers, you fucking pieces of shit, and flee, in turn, leaving 10,000 ISIS prisoners unattended, and us with no friends in a region that also wants to use our flag as toilet paper. Furthermore, any territory Turkey gains will just empower its alliance with Iran, who will then probably try and use those gains to attack and put pressure on Israel, which will probably only bring us closer to World War III. If I had to guess what's really going on inside of President Gypshut's tiny brain, I would say he's trying to use the troop withdrawal as a talking point for his 2020 reelection campaign so that he can run around the Fox News studios and claim his isolationist foreign policy strategy is working, which it isn't. He's only isolating us further from the few friends we have left in the world and one of our true friends who did the actual bleeding in yet another mismanaged proxy war in the Middle East. I'd like to say I'm surprised, but I guess that's what you should expect when you elect an egomaniacal sociopath with no moral compass. Thank you so much for doing your research, Trump voters. Well, on that high note, I'm going to have to get out of here. It looks like security is peeking at me through the door here in the basement of the Los Angeles CNN building, and Rudy Giuliani is running around like a fucking psychopath. Jesus Christ. All right, I got to go. I want to say thank you one more time to our sponsor, the Rural Tennessee Board of Tourism, reminding you once again, if you like hanging out with people who didn't graduate high school and own a lot of firearms, you'll love making friends in rural Tennessee. I'm BoJ Simpson wishing you a blessed day and a terrifyingly sexy night.